your Locked On Canadiens, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 414 of Locked on Canadians. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Mallon. I'm joined, as always, by the active stick, Laura Saba. But if you, before we get into our show today, if you need more hockey news, you need Locked on NHL. It is the Locked on daily podcast with everything happening in every league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. As we mentioned in our episode the other day, we are still going through the postmortem of the Canadian season. We are into uh, actually breaking down what was said and everything else. And we talked about Mark Bergevin and Philip Deneau, Corey Perry, and Yashperi Kotkaniemi in Monday's episode. So you're going to want to check that out, especially with Mark Bergevin's comments that he made about uh, his contract and only having a year left on it. Uh, the Friday, when they had their locker clean out, it was, uh, it was a lot. There was a lot happening on that day. And among that was before everything happened, Joel Bouchard has left the Montreal Canadiens organization. He has taken the head coaching job of the Anaheim Ducks farm team, the San Diego Gulls. And I'm going to be honest with you, Laura, I'm sad. I am extremely sad about this. And with the context that he gave and that was mentioned afterwards, I feel better, but it still stings a little bit for me. Oh, absolutely. I tweeted that this is ass. I literally quote tweeted and I said, this is ass. Like, that's how I feel about this because the, the Montreal Canadiens have gotten much better in recent years at something that they were really, really failing miserably at previously. And that is player development, young player development and a huge huge part of that has to do with Joel Bouchard. And we've talked so many times about things that he said or things that he's done and how it highlights how great of a coach he is. And so for us, we wanted him obviously as continuing to develop players in Laval, but obviously with the success, he, he deserves more. So we wanted him up with the Montreal Canadiens. And then he did wait until the Canadians were out of the playoffs to make the decision that he ended up making. Um, and he, he, I think was, he said that he didn't want to be a distraction, but I think what he was really waiting for was to see if, you know, the head coaching job was going to become available. It became evident from what they said on, on Friday that, you know, the Montreal Canadians did offer him to stay in Laval or come up and join Dominique Ducharme's coaching staff. And it wasn't what the Canadians did. It wasn't because there were so many rumors flying around, especially during the playoffs, how like after the second round, he wasn't with the black aces or whatever. There's a lot of talk and, you know, eventually it just came out. It wasn't, it wasn't anything the Montreal Canadians did. And, you know, Dominique Ducharme said that he spoke to him about the, the opportunity to join his staff and all of that. But at the end, Anaheim uh, and the, and the goals had a more attractive offer. And to me, I think the more attractive offer is that in six months, you can be the head coach of Anaheim. Like, I think that was what the most attractive offer was. Yeah. Uh, he was offered to join Ducharme staff when they promoted Ducharme to head coach and he opted to stay with the rocket. 
because he didn't want to leave them without their head coach. You know, it was a very selfless thing to do that. And he was there for a little bit. And then he just, his contract had expired uh, after a certain point. So he went home. He was not under contract anymore. And there's no animosity. And he mentioned that he could coach in his slippers is how the translation came through, I believe. Uh, in San Diego or in Laval, he could coach in his slippers. Like he's done what he needed to do there in that the challenge wasn't quite the same, which is a huge compliment to how quickly he turned things around and that San Diego presents a new opportunity and a new challenge for him. And like Laura said, I think the biggest thing out of all of that is Dallas Eakins is not long for the coaching world at this point. He he's going to arrive to the Honda center to in the off season to get ready to start prepping. And his chair is just going to be on fire at this point. Like it, it's very obvious. What is happening here is that um, Joel Bouchard will coach in their AHL team. One that's been very strong the last couple of years, a good mix of veterans and young guys coming up. Remember they had Trevor Zegris there for a good chunk of last year because Dallas Aikens wouldn't play him in the NHL. And if that's the case, San Diego getting Dallas or getting Joe Bouchard to coach someone like Trevor Zegras is a huge bonus to them. He's demanding, but he expects the best out of people and he give and he just wants people to give their best. It's a huge steal for the Anaheim Ducks organization. They have a lot of picks and a lot of young guys. Joel Bouchard being the guy in their organization is a huge thing for them. And it leaves a huge gap in the Canadians organization now too, because he also took his assistant coach, Daniel Jacob with him, which means the entire Laval coaching staff currently is gone because Alex bros is currently in the NHL and we will touch on coaching options in our next segment and our to-do list. But the rocket went from one of arguably the best benches in the AHL to you are starting over entirely at this point. And it is at a very crucial part. There's a lot of prospects coming up. It's a big year next year as things go back to normal, a regular full 72 game, 72, 76 game season, whatever it is in your normal division. There's a lot. And I'm happy that Joel Bouchard is going to get a shot here because it's very clear that the minute the Canadians won round one, that Joel Bouchard was not going to be a coach at the NHL level. Uh, Dominique Ducharme had earned the coaching job after coming back against Toronto. And that's just the fact of the matter. It sucks. And don't get me wrong. I had high hopes that, you know, maybe the only reason they hadn't re-signed him yet is they're waiting to see, and they were promoting him to a front office role or something else. And Daniel Jacob would take over on the bench and it stings a lot. It, it does. But at the same time, I can't fault Joel Bouchard for taking an opportunity that's going to get him to the NHL and get him in a situation where there are a lot of young, talented players at his disposal to grow. And if you're the Anaheim Ducks, it's a very smart move. It's as simple as that. It's not that the Canadians didn't do anything. It's just that the Ducks offered just a little bit more and have a cleaner opportunity, so to speak, for him to make the NHL. And Coming up next, we're going to talk about now who takes over in Lavelle, who is going to coach the Rocket, because there are uh, there are three openings on the bench, folks. It's going to be uh, quite the offseason with that, and that's coming up next. I'll do it. 
With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto parts and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet for your vehicle. Whether it's your classic car or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts anywhere else? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So as you heard, my co-host volunteered to coach the LaBelle Rocket. Um... <laughs> They need that, a lot of them, right? There's got to be room for me. You need. We need three three coaches. Uh, they need a head coach and they need two assistants. Uh, the goalie coach is the only one who is still there, as far as I know. And Elliot Friedman, Eric Engels, and a lot of other people have said the same thing, that I would not be shocked if um, Alex Burroughs is the one going back to the AHL from the NHL to be the head coach of the Laval rocket. And I wouldn't be shocked either, which, you know, we will get into, you know, other uh, to-do list stuff because now this complicated things so much further. Mark Bergerman's to-do list went from a couple of contracts to, Oh crap. I have to sign an entire coaching staff. Basically. Um, I would not be shocked to see someone like to see Alex Burroughs as the head coach of that team and someone like Francis Bouillon on the bench because he subbed in some games when Burroughs got promoted. I wouldn't be shocked if they try and steal a coach from the queue. And I, uh, the one that I think I wanted the most, he was interviewed for part of the job in Arizona, was Benoit Gru of the Syracuse Crunch, so the Tampa Bay Lightning organization. I cannot remember if he actually signed on to work on the coaching staff in Arizona or not. Uh, if he hasn't, I would love to see the Canadians do what they can to try and pry him out of Syracuse. Because uh, if you look at what Tampa Bay has done in the last two years, a lot of that starts with a very strong farm system. It was John Cooper first. He got promoted. Benoit Gru took over in Syracuse. And the Crunch have put out strong teams year after year after year. I think he's a very good uh, coach for that. but. Man, uh, this got a lot more complicated than I thought. Someone also mentioned Martin St. Louis offering, you know, a hometown hero. He never played for the Canadians, but he's a guy that if they want to start promoting that next era of coaches who have played the game and know what it takes to be an undrafted free agent, work your way up through so many different levels to be one of the best forwards of all time in recent memory, something like that's got to be an option. But I'm kind of sent on a or I'm kind of uh, set my mind on Alex Burroughs, the head coach. And I guess we'll see what comes next, Laura. Well, that's it. And so a lot of people are saying that Alex Burroughs is too young. 
or too inexperienced or all of that. But there's a couple of things. First of all, he has now been an assistant coach in the NHL, as well as being an assistant coach in the AHL. He has a lot of the uh, what the Canadians kind of care about is that right now, I think that they've seen a massive difference in the way where you just kind of hire an AHL coach just to have an AHL coach and somebody who is focused on having the players uh, be the best that they can be. And that's somebody that, you know, somebody who's already familiar with Laval, with the organization, with a lot of the players, um, and really somebody who the players like, listen to, and understand from. And so, you know, we had a lot of questions about the power play this year, and it did kind of, it was a little bit up and down under Alex Burrows. But I think what the Canadians kind of care about more in the AHL scenario isn't necessarily just, you know, can they do this particular thing, but it's do each do each of the players understand what they're what is expected of them? And are they buying in? And are they, you know, following following the development path that the Canadians want for them. And given that, first of all, Alex Burroughs has experience under Joel Bouchard, but also under the system that Dominique Ducharme implemented, especially in the postseason, where literally every guy knew their role and performed and executed their role. And, you know, there's there's something that Ducharme does uh, specifically that I, th- I, I think Bouchard also does, um, is that they address each player individually. Uh, you know, he likes to have a little bit of one-on-time with each player. Like, this is what I want from you. This is what I'm looking for. Or this is, you know, this is what you did well and all of that. So it isn't like, he's very much considered like kind of a player's coach, but I don't necessarily think that that is a bad thing. As long as when you're, when you're talking about being a player's coach, like the communication is there and it's effective. So if he's learned from Bouchard and he's learned from Ducharme, uh, I think that I think that there's nothing wrong with him being really young and being an AHL coach. And if it doesn't work out, well, they can him. And, and you know, he goes somewhere else. And the the Quebecois, French-Canadian, French-speaking coach pipeline just increases. But obviously your dream hire, like you said, would be Gru. But Gru's also kind of, I, I think the next step for him is going to be being an NHL head coach. Yeah, and that's exactly it. Um, I wouldn't be shocked whenever Ducharme's time comes to an end if Benoit Gru is not on the short list for NHL coaches. But at the same time, uh, someone pointed out to me at Eyes on the Prize that just because Joel Bouchard is gone does not mean that his um, in what he instilled in this team is going to be going anywhere. Someone pointed out that the Blainville, Boisbury, and Armada still operate like Joel Bouchard is the head coach of that team and still running that team every single day. I imagine the Rockets, I look at their offseason signings, uh, so much of that pointed to him coming back, and now it almost feels like we're going to sign all these guys before you get a chance to sign them on your new team now, and we're just going to go take them over here. They're doing all the things that we thought Joel Bouchard would have done, and whether that's Burroughs or if Bouchard you know, gave them a, hey, this is what I would do on his way out kind of thing, which I would be astounded if that's the case it's I'm not as freaked out about it as I was when the news immediately broke because it's not the end of the world. A lot of the team is coming back and a lot of the team knows what to expect. This is not like they, you know, fired Joel Bouchard and Sylvain Lefebvre is back behind the bench, which it is funny is that every time Sylvain Lefebvre leaves somewhere, Joel Bouchard comes and takes his job immediately, but it's the team's in a good spot in that, they know what they need to be successful there. And I think if Alex Burroughs is back, 
he's going to bring that there. He's the head coach. It's not like he's going to be answering to somebody else except for Mark Bergevin. The team's going to be all right. And it's just another thing on Mark Bergevin's to-do list this offseason. And we talked in our episode on Monday that there's a mountain of contracts. There's a lot of stuff going on. And now he's got coaching staff hires to make uh, at both levels right now. Mark Bergevin's to-do list is quite long, and we're going to delve into what it entails and how we are uh, assessing it in terms of importance, and that's coming up next. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline.com. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out the great sporting news, sign up for bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So the Canadians playoff run is over, obviously. Mark Bergevin gets about a week to try and catch up on six months worth of sleep. And then he has to have his expansion draft listed. He has the expansion draft. He has two days of the NHL draft. He has free agency. He has RFA negotiations. Laura, if we're ranking Mark Bergevin's th- list of important things to do this offseason, we're, we're starting with the expansion draft, correct? And then probably the NHL draft and then coaching staff stuff, I would think. It's so tough because he has like no time to sit and recuperate and try to think these things through. I'm sure he's trying to talk some contracts through right now before the draft, the expansion draft happens, but man's got a full plate, needs an AHL coaching staff, might need an NHL coaching staff outside of Dominique Ducharme. What I don't envy Mark Bergevin's uh, task here right now. So Ears, I think the first thing that he needs to do is figure out the expansion draft. And that's because that will dictate how much uh, salary cap room he has for next year. And also if a goalie is on the list, because if the Canadians lose Brett Kulak, I feel like for me, based on who's in the front office in Seattle and what the Canadians have to offer and who they would protect, the two attractive options to Seattle would be a very serviceable and cheap backup in uh in uh jake allen and a serviceable player that might be underappreciated or underutilized in montreal and i think that those those two like it's brett kulak and and uh jake allen that are the possibilities unless seattle has their eye on somebody and montreal can get something from them and i think specifically like i can't i can't think of anybody that the canadians wouldn't want to keep other than jonathan Drouin, and that's simply not because they don't want him i think they do but it would be better for the player to, you know, uh, for him to get picked. And so they can work something out with Seattle because I think Jonathan Drouin, uh, Brett Kulak and Jake Allen all have room on a team that is uh, on any team, really, uh, to be honest, on any team, I, I think. And so um, 
then he'll know how much salary cap he has or salary room he has next year. And I also think out of all of those, preferably, I, I think that even though I don't want any of them to, to go, uh, the, the most preferable one for me would be Brett Kulak because they do have defensemen that are kind of knocking on the door that might not be ready, right? Like it's going to, it's going to be a bit rough at the beginning, but they, they have a little bit right now of players they can kind of replace him with. But personally, that's, that's my priority after that and then it's you sit down you look at all the contracts you've got because you don't want it to get to free agency without having re-signed Philippe Deno the other guys I don't think it really matters all that much but Philippe Deno is going to get everybody calling if he's not signed on uh, free agency day which I believe is August 1st this year Um, the NHL entry draft uh, it's something that's probably the team has already been working on for all this time like they probably uh probably weren't scouting players that were going to be available at the end of every round. <laughs> I don't think that that's what their, uh, that's what they, that's what their uh, plan was. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they expected something in the mid rounds like last year and the year before. Uh, but I do think that, you know, they will have been prepared enough for it where it's just a matter of seeing who's available and making the best decision in the moment. But part of the draft weekend is going to be some trades. And I think that, you know, the, the expansion draft dictates that like, it's like, okay, how much salary cap do we need to move anyone out? Is there any salary room that can be made uh, in during that draft weekend? And hopefully it all works out. So he doesn't have to do that. So after he's done all of this, and he signed Deno before he goes to free agency. Like to me, that's the biggest thing. It, like I, for me, it doesn't matter who else goes to free agency. I also don't think a, a lot of teams are gonna offer Sheet Kotkaniemi um, because even if they do, like they would probably do it at a low risk to themselves, and that's that's a number that Montreal could probably match. Um, and uh, I think that really. Uh, for me, the big thing is the coaching staff, because I can't think of any vacancies right now that Luke Richardson would be poached to. Uh, I feel like he's kind of a, a kind of person where it's going to be a midseason replacement. So if you if you think of Alex Burroughs uh, going back to the AHL, and if you think of Dominique Ducharme getting a permanent coaching position in Montreal uh, he's going to be able to bring on at least one other guy and I think what they also need to do is just prepare like who who would they want if somebody gets fired in the middle of the season and Luke Richardson gets a call because I feel like Luke, Luke Richardson really really made a good case for himself right now for a coaching position uh, and uh, you know it, it, you don't know how it's going to work out it could work out very, very negatively or not in his next job. But I think in Montreal, he did kind of uh, provide himself like it was a good audition. So for me, the coaching staff comes after the uh, after signing Philippe Deno, whatever, whatever the order of Philippe Deno is like, just don't like don't let Deno get to free agency and then figure out your coaching staff for the NHL and the AHL. I think that's the hard part, too, is it all depends on what they do with the coaching staff. I think Deno is. Uh, chief among Mark Bergevin's uh, free agency list. We talked in the last episode that we think Corey Perry is going to get done in short order. I would expect to see Armian Lekkanen get done in fairly short order as well. Uh, Kotkaniemi will take a little bit of time because there's some negotiation to be done there, but they've already re-signed a bunch of AHL guys to help have that in there on those two-way NHL-AHL deals. So, They've rounded out the rocket. They have their call-up depth a little bit, and I'm sure they'll find some pieces in free agency no matter what. Deneau is definitely the biggest piece uh, going into the offseason in terms of signings that needs to happen. 
And I think after the expansion draft and the NHL draft, I don't think we'll see much in terms of like big names signed that week. I think as soon as the draft is over, though, I would not be shocked to see Deno, you know, have a new deal in hand in relative short order. And then everything else just kind of falls in line there. I'm very intrigued to see what they do with this coaching staff situation because it all happened at once that it was like, hey, we're good. We're good. And everyone's gone now. Like, okay, they had to originally find an Alex Burroughs replacement in the AHL. And that's changed. They have to now find another assistant coach. And someone mentioned maybe hire Guy Boucher in like a Kirk Muller role as that um, associate coach, not an assistant coach. Kind of that step up there with Dominique Trump giving him another veteran voice on the bench. Someone who's been through that. We know Richardson is how good he can be. It's a matter of can he do that all year long now? And maybe someone like Guy Boucher is a nice little bit to add there. But Mark Bergevin's uh, July and beginning of August is not an easy one. So. To run it down for you before we go here, July 18th is when the protection lists are due. The people the Canadians are protecting, we assume they're going seven forwards, three defensemen, one goalie with, you know, the goalie obviously being Carey Price, one of the defensemen being Jeff Petrie, and one of the forwards being Brendan Gallagher due to their no-move clauses. We assume they're already locked down. The expansion draft itself is the 21st. Night one of the NHL draft is the 23rd of Friday. The 24th is rounds two through seven. And then July 28th is the opening day of free agency at noon. It is busy. We will keep you posted on everything that is happening here. And just to pull back the curtain a bit, we are recording these both on Sunday before the week starts because Laura and I both wanted to have our Monday evenings to ourselves for various reasons. If anything happens, we will have it covered for your Wednesday episode. Trust me on that. And as always, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at LO underscore Canadians. Laura is at the active stick and I'm at Scott Matla. And if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Today as well, where you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with our host, Peter Bukowski, who will keep you updated on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.